0: This is the Roscoe's Wetsuit Neuro Podcast, the neurohacking show where we teach you how to optimize your cognition. Keep up to date at roscoeswetsuitneuro.com. Now here's your host, Toby Passman. All right, we have a special guest on the show today, Natalie Gerardo. Natalie is the founder of Rooted In, a line of therapeutic magnesium-infused moisturizers that actively calm and relax your mood. She's a sought-after thought leader, educator, and speaker, and has worked at the forefront of the wellness industry for over eight years. She's considered an expert in all things magnesium, and her mission is to spread awareness of this powerful mineral to all who struggle to live their most vibrant lives. So Natalie, super excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to chat today.
0: So tell me, why magnesium? Why and how did you originally kind of get interested in magnesium and, and what what why should we all care about it?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I love it. I love all three of those questions. <laughs> so um, to kind of give you a little backstory back about how I even discovered magnesium, um, it really wasn't all that long ago that I was dealing with a ton of health issues. I was constantly anxious. I was stressed out all the time. I was super overwhelmed. I wasn't sleeping properly and I was doing everything that you're supposed to do. So I was living a super healthy lifestyle, eating organic foods, exercising regularly, using healthy products. I mean, I was checking off like all of the boxes, but I was still dealing with all of these health problems and I couldn't figure it out. So I did what any normal regular person would do. And I went over to the doctor (laughs) and my doctor ran a ton of tests. And she made a ton of referrals to a bunch of different specialists and practitioners. And when it was all said and done, she sat sat me down and she said, Natalie, you're totally normal. There's nothing wrong with you. And it was the most frustrating response I could possibly ever ask for. So I went on my own healing journey after that. Cause I knew, I knew that this wasn't normal for me, that this wasn't okay. Like being fatigued all the time, not sleeping, being miserable, snapping at people like that. Wasn't my normal. It may have been normal you know, based off of my blood work, but it wasn't normal for my life. So I went on this crazy healing journey, you know, meeting with different functional medicine doctors, meeting with different therapists, trying all sorts of different things. And I finally landed on the underlying cause of all of my issues. Someone suggested, Hey, you should try magnesium. See, you know, it worked for me, might work for you. I started using magnesium, believe it or not, on my skin and my whole world changed. Like all of a sudden I I went from sleeping from two hours a night to sleeping six hours a night. I, you know, wasn't having panic attacks. I wasn't anxious all the time. I wasn't irritable. And so my life just got so much better. And it brought me on this like, like quest almost to kind of figure out why don't people know about magnesium? Like, why aren't we talking about this? Why, how on earth did all of those doctors miss magnesium. Like what, what, how did that even happen? So I've made it my mission to really just educate people about magnesium, how it helps you, how to find out if you're low in it, how to bring your levels up and how to not go through all of the the garbage that I went through to get to where I am now.
0: And that's super interesting that to you, you first, your first introduction to magnesium was, was using it topically. Did you, did you find that was the best route compared to taking swallowing capsules or pills?
1: Yes. Yes. So I, for me using it topically worked best because I I didn't have to wait for it to get digested. I was able to put it on my skin where I needed it when I needed it. Um, If you're like about to have a panic attack, like for me, it was, you know, awful, like comes on like a train hitting you, you go into total and complete panic mode. You don't want to wait to take a pill, wait 45 minutes for that to get digested, wait for it to disperse throughout your entire body for that panic attack to go away. And the beautiful thing about using magnesium topically is it works within minutes, like people think, oh, it's your skin. How on earth is that going to work? But when we really think about how much our skin absorbs and how quickly that happens, it really is amazing. I like to compare it to like people who use um, nicotine patches, you know, that tiny little itty bitty square inch, they stick it on their skin and they're getting a steady dose of nicotine, even though it's coming right through your skin in a tiny little area. So imagine what happens when you take magnesium and put it all over your body or, you know, spread it all over. You're getting like a huge dose really quickly.
0: So let's talk then just let's back up a little bit. And then can we just kind of introduce like what magnesium is and and kind of what cellular processes that it's that it's all involved with?
1: Sure, absolutely. So magnesium is actually present in every single one of your trillions of cells, and it's required in over 700 different enzymatic processes. So it's responsible for everything from energy production to regulating insulin and blood sugar. Um, It relaxes your muscles. It's involved in nerve conduction. So it's got this unbelievably important role in your body. And the crazy thing about magnesium is your body doesn't make it on its own, you actively have to get it and get it into your system in order for you to benefit from magnesium. So something this important something this vital is something that we need to be actively trying to get more of in our lives. So um, if if you're low on magnesium, you're going to get lots of different symptoms like um, headaches and muscle cramps, restless legs, anxiety, insomnia, all of that can be tracked back to low magnesium. And if you were to stop and think about it, if you're not dealing with one of those symptoms, I'm sure somebody you know is dealing with one of those symptoms just because it's so unbelievably common. There's actually this amazing author, her name is Dr. Carolyn Dean, and she's like the... um, the ultimate researcher in magnesium she wrote an incredible book called the magnesium miracle and she says that low magnesium is actually the cause of up to 85 percent of doctors visits in this country so it's like a huge huge issue that's going on and sadly it's being under um, under diagnosed it's not being s- spoken about there are rough statistics from the national institute of health that's saying that up to 70 percent of Americans are severely deficient in this mineral. So it's definitely becoming an epidemic that we need to address.
0: And there's, from my understanding, so there's certain foods that are high in magnesium. Is it that our diets now just aren't uh, aren't giving us enough, or we're not eating enough of those foods? Or is there also usually a need to, to take it in some supplemental way as well? Um,
1: so that is a great question. That's. I think that our diet that we're not getting enough is half of the answer. I mean, the truth of the matter is the standard American diet is really low on unprocessed foods. It's really low on vegetables, on fruit and seeds and all the important things that we're supposed to get. So Magnesium in food comes from your dark green leafy vegetables, your nuts, your seeds, your whole greens, your dried beans, all of that, even tofu, um, all of that is really, really high in magnesium. But unfortunately, people aren't eating, you know, several cups of vegetables a day. They're not eating pumpkin seeds and almonds as often as we're supposed to. So we're seeing that people's diet, just generally speaking, we're not getting enough. But we're also seeing that the produce that we eat is not high in magnesium like it used to be because our farming practices have changed so drastically over the past 100 years that our soil is so depleted of the nutrients that it used to have that now our food is much more depleted of the nutrients that it used to have. I read a crazy statistic that um, back in the 1950s, an orange from the 1950s actually has five to seven times. More vitamin C than an orange that we're eating nowadays. So we're seeing that across the board, our food is not nearly as nutrient dense as it used to be because our farming practices are so, so, so different. So, yeah, we're not getting enough of those foods, but paired with the fact that our food doesn't have enough of these vitamins, um, it really creates this dangerous paradigm of malnutrition. Um, I've heard uh, it it, over and over again that as Americans, we are overfed and undernourished. And I really, really see that um, happening a lot today.
0: So when it comes down to like supplemental magnesium, can you kind of break down like the the different types of magnesium? And then also kind of, we can talk about the different routes of administration, like you're talking about topical versus you know versus ingesting something so yeah what are the what are the different forms of magnesium and and what can you say about kind of their availability and how well they're absorbed
1: so that is i think that right there is the golden ticket the golden question this is why i think most people start delving into magnesium they get overwhelmed and then they're like eh forget about it i don't want to do this and the reason being is because there are lots of different types of magnesium and they each have their own superpower, let's just say superpower. Um, So when people come to me and say, Hey, what's the best kind of magnesium to take? I I can't tell you because I can't tell you what your body wants more of. So what's good for a 22 year old female is not going to be the same thing as good for an 80 year old male. So there is a bit of trial and error when it comes to figuring out which magnesium your body does best with because we all have our own unique biochemistry. But I will summarize just in general, the different types out there. And you can kind of play with each of them, see which one resonates with your body most uh, easiest and best and kind of go from there. The beautiful thing about magnesium is it's actually rather Um, cost-effective mineral. When we look at all the supplements on the market, magnesium is is really, really um, not very expensive. So you can try a few of them before you land on the one that really works well for you. So just to kind of summarize, um, magnesium citrate is the one that you're going to see on the market most of the time. Citrate is often, um, there's a really popular brand called Calm, and it's a powder and you mix it with your water. And that one, I see it like in every health food store. Um, Citrate, has its pros and cons. A lot of people like it for um, anxiety and anxious feelings. The only problem is that citrate can be really hard on your stomach and it can produce a bit of a laxative effect if you take too much all at once. So if you do have any gut issues, leaky gut, difficulty absorbing minerals, IBS, or anything like that, you may want to steer clear of citrate. The other one that's really becoming popular nowadays is glycinate. Magnesium glycinate has a really great, absorb. it's really high and and absorbable, high, high, high absorbability. Um, It is really gentle on you as well. Glycinate works particularly well for people who have insomnia. So if you have a really hard time sleeping, glycinate should be taken in the evenings or at nighttime to kind of induce that sleepiness, help you fall asleep and stay asleep. Magnesium malate is the complete opposite, however. So if you have a hard time staying awake and if you have a hard time with energy and and you're really fatigued and tired, malate will be your best friend. Um, It's one of my favorite types of magnesium. I usually take it around 11 or 12 o'clock during the day because that's when I start to kind of get tired and come off that that energy rush from the morning. So it's wonderful for boosting your energy levels. It's also really effective for muscle pain and soreness as well. So if you deal with any kind of... um, painful conditions like arthritis or fibromyalgia, people like that tend to do better with malate. Another one that's um, really kind of ba- gaining in popularity is magnesium threonate, And threonate is, it, it is one of the more expensive types of magnesium. People with um, mental health issues tend to do really well on this. There are some studies that show that it does pass the, the blood brain barrier so, you know, that's, that's really used in advertising a lot. I haven't seen enough research to really, really back that up. Um, so I would definitely take that with a grain of salt. But people who deal with a lot of um, nerves or memory um, issues or mental fog, that kind of thing, they tend to do better with that one. Um, the other ones that you're going to see on the market are magnesium oxide. That is a really cheap and ineffective form of getting magnesium. Only about 4% of oxide actually gets absorbed into your cells. The rest of it's going to go through your digestive system and out the other end, which is why a lot of people use that as a laxative. Um, So I don't recommend using that to get your magnesium levels up at all. And then the last one is carbonate. Magnesium carbonate also does not absorb well into your body. And it's often used as an antacid, not so much for getting your magnesium levels up. So that's just kind of like a, a summary of all the different types of oral magnesium you can take. Um, the other two are magnesium sulfate, which is Epsom salt and Epsom salt's amazing. Um, it's like, you can get it for a dollar at the store, super cheap. I recommend people soak in an Epsom salt bath two to three times a week, if possible to really, really get your magnesium levels up. I, um, my magical magnesium, um, recipe is two cups of Epsom salt and one cup of baking soda, and you soak in the tub for about 20 minutes. Now I recognize not everybody can soak for 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, not everybody has that kind of lifestyle. So um, another alternative is to soak your feet in that same mixture. Um, and that can be done you know, while you're working or if you're reading or sitting in front of the TV, it's a great way to get more magnesium into your system. And then the last one is magnesium chloride. That's hands down my favorite type of magnesium. Magnesium chloride is used on your skin and it absorbs really, really quickly. There's actually some really awesome studies out there that show that using magnesium chloride on your skin can help raise your levels in about 12 weeks versus taking an oral pill or an oral supplement, which can take anywhere from six to nine months. So we're seeing it's way, way, way faster absorbed. You don't, it doesn't cause digestive or stomach upset because you don't have to take a pill um, and it works
0: really, really quickly. <laughs> If you're interested in learning to improve your cognition through the use of nutrition, supplementation, nootropics, exercise, and sleep, go ahead and check out roscoeswetsuitneuro.com and book a free 15-minute neurohealth coaching consultation to see if neurohealth coaching is for you. In neurohealth coaching, we review your current cognitive status and work with you to improve your cognition through the use of the latest research backed neuroscientific tips and tools. So there, there's, uh, there's a couple of things. One thing I want to get back to, so why, why add baking soda to that concoction in the bath?
1: Yeah. So bicarbonate um, in baking soda is actually a cofactor for magnesium. So what it does is it binds to the Epsom salt and ushers into your cells way, way, way faster. So it's a kind of um, a, a, like you're taking that magnesium and putting it on steroids.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay. And then, so when it comes to, to using the topical mag- magnesium, as far as like, does it matter what part of the body that you place it on and, and do you specifically put it on certain parts of the body, depending on what you're trying to treat?
1: Yes, absolutely. So when you're using chloride on your skin, the beauty of it is you can isolate it to the areas that you need it most. So if you deal with like leg cramps, a lot of people when they're sleeping, they'll wake up with these terrible Charlie horses in their legs. Um, you can literally just put it on, on the area that you get leg cramps. If you're dealing with a headache, I always recommend putting it in shoulders, necks or wherever you hold your tension. Um, but of course, with anything topically, if you put it on the area of skin that is the, um, um, the softest and kind of closest to the blood vessels. So, you know, inside of the arms, your chest, um, legs, that kind of thing that tends to absorb much faster than putting it like, you know, on harder pieces of skin, like your elbows and that kind of thing. So that's something to keep in mind as well.
0: Okay. And so when it comes to kind of, uh, just integrating all of these different kinds of forms of magnesium, like, does it, do you recommend people take a little bit of different forms, uh, or do people need to just kind of figure out, you know, a couple that they really like and feel good on and, and stick with those. Like, how do you, how do you integrate kind of a magnesium regimen?
1: So one of the things that people often ask is, do I have to take all the different types or can I just take one? Um, my thought is y- your own beautiful, unique biochemistry is going to be different from mine. And it's important to listen to your body and do what your body tells you to do. So if you're taking, for instance, magnesium malate, and it, it's just It's amazing. You feel incredible on it. Keep taking that don't don't try and take a bunch of different things if you don't need to Um, me personally, I actually take three different forms of magnesium a day just because that's what my body needs. That's what my body asked for. Um, I tend to burn through magnesium really quickly. So for me, it's really important for me to get enough every day. I take malate in the mornings, I take glycinate at night, and then I take um, chloride on my skin twice a day. Um, Malate gives me great energy. The glycinate helps me sleep at night. And then the chloride really, really stops those anxiety and panic attacks. So that for me, that was, that's like that perfect mixture for me. I wouldn't mess with it, but you know, everybody's kind of got to play around with it for a little while, you know, a little while to see what works best for them. Um, I say all this just to encourage you to try it, you know, just try magnesium, see, see how your body feels. Don't be scared of it. Don't be overwhelmed when you go to the health food store and see like 35 different bottles on the shelf. Pick one, try it, see what works for you.
0: And when it comes to dealing with like anxiety and panic attacks, like you mentioned with, um, with magnesium chloride, like where, where on your skin are you using it for that purpose?
1: So I, um, I use it typically like when I'm having, when I'm feeling like I'm about to panic, I usually put it right on my chest because for me that's where I hold my tension, and it makes it really hard for me to breathe and that kind of just opens me up and helps me relax. Um, I also use it preemptively twice a day just because I know I tend to be an anxious person. So I use it, um, I typically use the chloride as a replacement for lotion. Um, I use chloride that's mixed in a, in a moisturizer already. So it's my, my morning lotion instead. And I know I'm getting a really good dose of that. And then in the evenings, it's my nightly lotion. so I know I'm getting a really good um, dose of the chloride as well.
0: And then Natalie, you, you briefly alluded to like magnesium three and eight specifically that it works really well for people with mental health conditions, but what else can you tell me about just magnesium in general and its connection with like mental health and just our, our overall cognition?
1: Absolutely. I love that question just because for me, um, it, it helps so much with my mental health. Um, so magnesium plays a really interesting role in the body. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the system for making you calm and relaxed and kind of chilling you out. We live so much in that sympathetic nervous system daily. I mean, that go, go, go fight or flight, you know, constantly moving kind of system that some of us get stuck there, especially in the evenings when you've want to relax and you want to unwind. So magnesium does an incredible job of activating that system. It also binds to GABA receptors. And GABA receptors, um, those are a neurotransmitter that's responsible for quieting nerve activity and helping the brain kind of calm down a little bit. And most importantly, magnesium reduces cortisol levels. So cortisol is our stress hormone. There was a really, really awesome study. I want to say it was in 2017 that they tested people's cortisol levels and then they administered magnesium and they found that for a majority of the, the participants, their cortisol levels went down dramatically. So it really does an incredible job of just calming you down and kind of really combating that anxiety and that, that um, tension that we tend to feel.
0: And it sounds like definitely works through a variety of different mechanisms, both working on a neurotransmitter level, as you mentioned, also working hormonally with, with cortisol. So that's, that's really cool how it, it just has a really wide array of effects.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it's present in all of our cells, like our body needs it to function. So it really is um, really incredible. Um, Another thing that magnesium does is it it relaxes our muscles. Um, So like in our body, Um, our heart uses calcium to tighten and then it uses magnesium to loosen. So if you think about it in that way, we, we need it in order to function. But when you're dealing with anxiety, when you're dealing with stress, when you're dealing with panic, I don't know if you've ever gone through it before, but like every muscle in your body tenses up. And when you have enough magnesium, it really forces those muscles to just calm down. So that also helps as well.
0: So, what can you tell me about so your your uh, you founded the company Rooted in? So, you actually designed specific uh, magnesium infused moisturizers. So, tell me tell me a little about just the process of of creating that company and and how you kind of formulated a product that tends to work really well for people.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I was using magnesium chloride straight on my skin, and chloride. It's you know chloride is a salt, so um, magnesium chloride is very it's it's you know real salty, so it can itch and irritate and feel really uncomfortable on your skin. It feels really chalky on your skin, um, and it's very drying. So I love the fact that it was helping me, but I hated the way it felt on my skin, and I hated that itchy burning sensation that it left on my skin. So I knew there had to be a better way to get the benefits of chloride without all of those terrible side effects. So I worked, I tried a bunch of different magnesium products on the market and there are lots of different magnesium creams on the market, but I felt that they were way too greasy and they were just like heavy and thick and uncomfortable. And, you know, as somebody who uses moisturizers every day, I don't want to be shiny and I live in Florida. So, you know, everybody wears shorts and tank tops and I didn't want to be covered in a greasy, greasy kind of formula. So I wanted to create something that felt really good on the skin that had a huge concentration of magnesium chloride. And that worked really quickly. So I worked with uh, manufacturers all over, literally all over the world. We had chemists from all over the world um, trying to figure out this formula, figure out a way to make a really nice, um, beautiful moisturizer, but have a super high concentration of magnesium in it. So it took about a year and a half and we finally got the formula nailed down and we created three different formulas. I have one for sleep, one for stress, and then one for pain and cramping. And the reason I chose those three is because that magnesium is a superstar for all those issues. But I also found that the most of the people that I spoke to were dealing with those issues. So I wanted something that would really, really help um, and resonate with them. Um, So we added magnesium to our products and we also have a beautiful, beautiful array of different herbs and adaptogenic um, plants that are in our formulas as well that really support the magnesium. So for instance, our stress formula is also made with ashwagandha, it's made with rhodiola, it's made with Tulsi, Um, our our pain formula has got arnica and comfrey and ginger. So we really, really worked on, on creating something that worked really well, but something that's as easy to use as a regular everyday moisturizer.
0: And, and people are getting, is, is there a certain uh, certain milligrams, a milligram amount of magnesium that's in like a, a dose?
1: Um, well, our, our entire jar has about 8,000 milligrams of magnesium in it. But the interesting thing with topical versus oral is that when you take an oral supplement, your body typically at max will absorb about 20% of it at any given time. So your bottle might say 400 milligrams, but you will likely get a lot less of that to actually get dispersed into your bloodstream and throughout your entire body. So the the beautiful thing about topical is that a little bit goes a really long way. Um, You don't really have to worry about, oh, you know, Am I, am I getting enough with this? Am I getting enough? Your body's going to absorb it and it's going to absorb what it needs when it needs it.
0: And so, so it sounds like you, uh, like, cause that's one of the things I've wondered about kind of topical use is like, get like, is it, is it safe to just put on as much as you want and your body will just absorb what it can.
1: Yeah. Your, your skin will absorb what your body needs and it won't overdose. Per se, you know. Um, So one of the ways I like to kind of compare it is that if you've ever been to the beach um, and you're swimming in the ocean all day long, and you're like, I'll go and I'll you know soak in the beach for three days or three hours, you know, uh, or or spend hours in the ocean, um, and you feel calm and relaxed and centered and that kind of thing, the reason why is because the ocean is chock full of magnesium chloride. That saltiness in the ocean, a lot of that is that magnesium chloride. But we don't worry about going into the ocean and overdosing over magnesium because we know that our skin's just going to absorb what your body actually needs.
0: Awesome. Anything else uh, related to magnesium that we haven't touched on yet?
1: Yeah, there's one thing I definitely want to touch on, and it's what I like to call magnesium burn. <clears throat> so magnesium burn, um, it's really important to get enough magnesium into you, but it's also really important to be aware of how much you're burning through. So there's certain things that we do in our lives that can really affect how much magnesium stays in our body. So for instance, um, drinking alcohol burns through your magnesium levels, eating sugar burns through your magnesium. I read once that um, one gram of sugar requires 54, I'm sorry, one molecule of sugar requires 54 molecules of magnesium to balance it out. So the more sugar you're eating, the more magnesium you need in order to kind of process that. Other things like caffeine, um, diuretics, all of that can really torch your magnesium levels. And the number one thing that torches your magnesium is stress. So the more stressed you are, the more magnesium you're going to burn through. Unfortunately, the lower you are in magnesium, the more stressed you're going to feel. So we get this like vicious cycle of magnesium deficiency and stress. So it's one of those things, if you're going through a really stressful period of time or If you're eating a lot of sugar, like especially around the holidays, we tend to eat a lot of cookies and that kind of thing. Be aware that you might have to up your magnesium levels during that time so that you don't deplete your storage that you have going on. Um, And storage is is a funny thing because so many people will go to the doctor and they'll be like, hey, doc, can you test my magnesium levels? See what I'm storing. Doctors are generally going to test your blood. And unfortunately, only 1% of your body's total magnesium is stored in your blood the other 60% is in your muscles, 40% is in your, your bones approximately. So when a doctor tests your blood, they're really not seeing what's actually going on in your body. So they're not really seeing how much you're storing, how much you're burning and how much is left over afterwards. So definitely keep that in mind. If you, if you do go get a blood test, your doctor says you're perfectly fine. Like what happened to me. And, um, you're still feeling all those symptoms of low magnesium. Definitely keep that in mind.
0: Are there any, Uh, any forms of testing of magnesium levels that you're a fan of?
1: Um, There are. um, I'm a big fan of the HTMA test and that's a hair test. You actually trim a little bit of hair right by your scalp and you send it in. Um, Not only does it tell you what's going on with your magnesium levels, it also shows you magnesium to calcium ratios, which is really, really important because we tend to be this over-calcified society. Um, If you look at, I mean, even orange juice nowadays has added calcium in it. Your bread has added calcium in it. And unfortunately too much calcium and not enough magnesium can really be dangerous because that extra calcium doesn't get processed by your body properly because you need magnesium to process your calcium. So that's where we see calcifications happen in the body. Um, If that calcium winds up stuck in your joints, we see arthritis. If that gets stuck in your muscles, we see calcifications in your muscles. So it's really important um, to know your calcium and magnesium ratios and make sure that those are in a really good balance. And the HTMA test will show you that. It also shows you heavy metal toxicity. um, That test will show you your mercury, your aluminum levels, all that good stuff. So generally speaking, it's just an awesome test to have. And it's pretty accurate when it comes to magnesium.
0: Great, well, Natalie, I've really enjoyed our discussion today about about magnesium and its importance. If people wanna find out more about your work, what you do, uh, your company, uh, where would you direct them to?
1: Um, Absolutely. So if you um, want to learn more about our formulas, just go to BeRootedIn.com and that's B-E-R-O-O-T-E-D-I-N.com. And there you can learn all about what we're doing. Um, You could also find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of them are at BeRootedIn as well. I also have a really, really good guide to magnesium because I know I kind of threw a lot at at you guys during this podcast. And if you do want to learn more about magnesium, you know, in terms of what can it help with, what are more symptoms of low magnesium and you know, how much magnesium do I need every single day? That kind of thing, that's all in this guide and it's totally free. I've actually condensed five years of research into this guide, so it's definitely a really good read. Um, and that can be found at berootedin.com backslash magnesium.
0: Perfect. Well, Natalie, I wanted to really thank you for for coming on the show today and sharing all of your expertise. Really enjoyed the conversation.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. This this was wonderful. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you.
0: Welcome to Toby's Takeaways, the segment where I break down some of the most important takeaways from the interview that I just recorded today with Natalie Gerardo. Natalie provided a lot of great information about magnesium. The first takeaway I had is that magnesium can be really the root cause of a lot of health issues, including panic attacks, anxiety, irritability, and insomnia, among others. Next, magnesium chloride is Natalie's favorite form of magnesium, which you use topically on your skin, and it actually raises magnesium levels within 12 weeks, whereas oral supplements can take six to nine months. Lastly, Natalie provided a really cool recipe for her magnesium bath, in which you use two cups of magnesium sulfate, in other words, Epsom salt, and one cup of baking soda. And the reason for the baking soda is it actually drastically increases magnesium's absorption. (laughs) If you guys enjoyed the show today, go ahead and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel where Ross goes wetsuit neuro. Also go ahead and subscribe on whatever audio platform that you listen to the podcast on, whether that be Spotify, Apple podcasts, or any of the other ones, we are on all major platforms. Also, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have, you guys have any questions, comments, uh, people that you want to see on the show, please feel free to DM me at Roscoe's Wetsuit Neuro on Instagram. You can tweet me at Wetsuit Podcast on Twitter or email me at Roscoe's Wetsuit Nero at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys.